Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Well, hi everyone and great to be back with you for another Geraldine Tegelov live radio show. Yes, I am Geraldine and can't wait to share with you heaps of fabulous ways that you can get your life not only moving in the direction of your goals and dreams, but also ways to see them become a reality in magical and miraculous ways. Woohoo, we all love that. Last week, we began a sensational series of shows. Oh, that's a bit hard to say, isn't it? Sensational series of shows on alchemy, namely Ancient Alchemy and Ancient Alchemists. And today, we take a peek into the world of the alchemist by learning a little of their secret language. Now, I do urge you to whiz by my website uh, GeraldineTegelove.com or my show page here at Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com or go to iTunes to listen to last week's podcast. On iTunes, you just uh, go to the podcast and search for Geraldine Tegelove Live. It really helps you to get an overall view of the world of alchemy as we go through this series. But for today, yes, the secret language of the alchemists. Why was this a secret? Well, uh, for several reasons, actually. There were times uh, throughout history when alchemists, in discovering their truth, spoke out about the teachings of the church. And the leaders of the church chose to then label alchemy as heresy, forcing many alchemists into hiding and to also create their very own secret language. Um, this enabled them to communicate with, uh, you know, with each other, with other alchemists, without being discovered. And, yes, often burnt at the stake. Ooh, I'm glad it's not those times now. <laughs> yes. Alchemists were also very aware of any negative energies affecting their work and so preferred to only share their processes with those who were in alignment with uh, the alchemist, he, himself or herself, and the work and the energy within that, and thus the need for secrecy. They also used particular signs and symbols for a focus during meditation. Alchemists had a great belief that these signs and symbols held with them within them very powerful energies that assisted them in the transmutations of all they were working on within their laboratories. So it was very important to have this secret uh, language that they, you know, used constantly actually. So today we're going 
to sneak into the world of the alchemist and learn how to communicate in his or her language. We're going to uncover the significance of the astrological signs in alchemy and what they meant to the alchemist or how they used them. It's quite interesting. Uh, Look at birds. Birds were very, very important to the alchemist. They uh, believed that the bird um, actually had its very own language that was on a higher level of consciousness to humans. So we'll have a look at that. Um, We're going to look at dragons, yes, (laughs) and flowers and a few little added extras. Okay, but before I get into this process, I would love to give you a reading Yes, a reading for anyone who's listening live or listening to this podcast. Remember, as I always say, nothing ever happens by chance. And if you are listening to this show, then the reading I give will have great significance for you in some area of your life, right here and right now. So please don't think this is not for you. Listen carefully and I'm sure you'll hear what you need to hear. Well may not be what you want to hear, (laughs) but I guarantee it will be what you need to hear. (laughs) Now, uh, the cards I've chosen for a focus for this week are my brand new Alchemy for Now cards, which are just, as I explained last week, just going to print. But I'll put some sample pics of these cards on my show page so you can have a look and they will help you to visualize the message that you get. Okay, so the first card for the for today is the card of Mercury. Mercury was very important in um, the world of alchemy. And Mercury symbolizes growing in wisdom. At the philosophical level, the metal Mercury represented uh, the imagination, inspiration, and intuition of the alchemist and was often symbolized by a winged dragon. It was named after the planet Mercury, Mercury, which is considered the fastest of the planets, and often seems to reverse its direction in what is referred to as retrograde motion. And I think anybody who's into um, astrology will understand Mercury in retrograde. The metal mercury presents itself in much the same way, so it's not surprising that the ancient alchemists called the metal mercury quicksilver. It was seen as having a double nature because it presents as a liquid at room temperature and then becomes a solid when mixed with other metals. And because of this, alchemists not only viewed mercury as an essential ingredient in their alchemical experiments, but also as the created creative feminine essence or creative life force that flows within each of us. Now, for you today, what does this card mean? Well, it's here to tell you that you too have a double nature. You are a magnificent spiritual being living in a physical body. You've chosen to come to planet Earth as a physical being to grow your level of consciousness and become a much wiser version of you through the trials and tribulations of being human. 
This card is firstly a reminder to congratulate yourself on choosing such a journey. And secondly, to step out confidently, knowing that you can immerse yourself in your very own creative juices of imagination, inspiration, and intuition to manifest all the happiness you desire. So it's time to spread your wings and fly. Now, the second card that I've chosen today is the card of salt, which was another essential uh, ingredient to the alchemist in transformation. And salt symbolizes releasing negative baggage. The ancient alchemists knew and understood that what was experienced by the body was always the outcome of a person's most dominant thoughts and emotions. In the laboratory, salt was the physical outcome of the bringing together of mercury and sulfur. The alchemists also carried this through to their philosophical understanding of life with the coming together of mercury symbolizing the emotions and sulfur symbolizing thoughts they created salt, which symbolized the physical outcomes experienced here on earth. The alchemists believed that as people grew older, they held on to beliefs that did not serve them well, creating a particular crystallized energy of salt. This energy needed to be dissolved and purified to produce a salt which much better reflected the truth of who they were. So what does this card mean for you today? Well, whether you focus on this truth or not, your current thoughts and the emotions you are attaching to these are creating your physical outcomes. It's time to ask yourself if the salt you are creating in your life is a a beautiful, pure, clear, crystalline salt energy Or does it need a little attention and a little cleansing? Carrying the baggage of old worn-out beliefs, resentments, blame, anger, guilt, shame, I could go on forever, (laughs) builds up a crystallized energy that is dense and, and sluggish and keeps you from expressing your true personality. But by letting go of these you are actually dissolving old salt and creating uh, sparkling, glistening new crystals which will have you dancing in the light of your dreams. Uh, This is such an important card in the world of alchemy because we certainly don't want to be carrying around anything that we no longer need. And this little card is here to tell you that once you do dissolve those... So, you know, you will be, as it says, dancing in the light of your dreams. So it might be time to stop and just have a little review of where you are at the moment and just check in with yourself. Are there things that I'm carrying around with me at the moment that I really don't need to carry? You know, making me a bit sluggish and particularly if, um, may I suggest that, If your goals or dreams are not coming into form, into physical form as quickly as you would like them to, I strongly urge you to really step back 
out of your life and take a look back inward and see if there are things that you need to release. And I guarantee once you release them, even the ones that you think, oh, I could never release, I couldn't be sorry, for, I couldn't forgive that or I couldn't whatever. No, you need to. Okay, so give that a go today. All right, now we're going to break. But after the break, I'm going to share with you um, so much of the secret language of the ancient alchemists. This is so much fun. You will love it. So stick tight. Um, don't go away because straight after this, woohoo! Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. <clears throat> Pardon me, and this show is the second in a series of five shows on alchemy what it is, and how it can truly change your life in the most magical ways. I can honestly say from personal experience that it has been an amazing journey of discovery as I have delved into this subject. Um, and it has certainly brought to me so many aha moments of learning and growth. You know, I thought it was, uh, well, as a child, it always seemed like, um, you know, wizards and uh, magical potions and things, but oh my goodness, alchemy is far more than just that. Okay, the process of alchemical transformation in 
the world of alchemy is a seven-step process. Uh, alchemists chose a particular type of writing style to let other alchemists know where they were at within their experiments or within the seven steps of the transformative process. This language enabled them to communicate without others knowing. And as I mentioned earlier, the alchemists also believed that particular signs and symbols had or held powerful energies that assisted them with their, um, with their work. Their secret language was often referred to as the language of the birds. They believed that uh, the way birds sang or communicated with each other, as I said uh, in the first segment of the show, was actually a higher form of language which we humans often, uh, well, found, not often, we just found it too difficult to understand. <clears throat> Pardon me, and as I said, carried a spirit energy beyond our <clears throat> comprehension. It was also believed that some alchemists, such as uh, St. Francis of Assisi, were actually able to understand this language and communicate with birds. Consequently, the alchemists used certain birds to represent particular phases within the alchemical processes. It just made sense. And so everybody within the world of alchemy could understand where they were at. So let's have a look at some of these right now. Now, the first one I'm going to talk to you about is the peacock. And it symbolizes rainbows appearing. Now, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> the peacock feather was the symbol for the process of fermentation. Uh, the peacock holds great significance in many ancient cultures and its symbolism describes some of the most admired human traits such as um, royalty, spirituality, awakening and immortality, just to name a few. Uh, the peacock also represents the integrity and the magnificence of those who pursue transformation and achieve it. It was um, just sensational news for the alchemist when uh, what they called the peacock's tail emerged, emerged during this process of fermentation or this step. It was the display of beautiful rainbow colors forming as if a peacock was spreading its tail over, would you believe, the de decaying matter below. <laughs> Lucky for the beautiful peacock feather tail. This was a true sign <clears throat> to the alchemist that the alchemical process was working successfully. And um, they were nearing the end of the seven-stage process of transformation. Now, how does this relate to us? Well, everyone experiences those moments of darkness during their journey of life. And I'm sure you will too, or have done so. And I'm sure you've had those times when you feel as if you're swirling in a pearl of a pool of blackness, not knowing if circumstances are ever going to change. But as the saying goes, it's always darkest before the dawn. And by giving enormous gratitude for even the smallest positive experience, 
Well, that's the key to creating and filling your life with the the brightest, most dazzling rainbows of color, uh, which could be called your peacock's tail. And remember, it is at the end of the rainbow that you'll find your pot of gold. Woohoo! Yes! <laughs> Turning ordinary into gold. Remember, that's what the alchemists were all about. Now, the next bird I'd like to talk about is the eagle flying between realms. Uh, <clears throat> this is one of my absolute favorites. Um, you, I, I just love to watch eagles in flight and we're very fortunate here living in the mountains and uh, where we go to collect our firewood, there are two beautiful eagles living right on top of the mountain and so often we stop to just watch them fly and soar in the currents of the winds. Many ancient cultures believed that the eagle had the ability to fly between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. And they often depicted um, by the astro well, this was often depicted by the astrological sign of Libra. It represented strength, wisdom, illumination of spirit and creation. It also symbolized the ability to rise above the material world and, uh, and look at life from an entirely new perspective. It was no wonder then that in alchemy, the eagle symbolizes the process of distillation, the process by which um, liquids were purified through the rising and falling of their vapors, separating off any unstable material to produce a pure essence. Now, how does this relate to us? Well, sometimes we need to release the eagle within us and allow it to spread its powerful wings and, and take you on the flight of your life. And to do this, you, all you have to do is close your eyes and breathe in the spirit of the eagle and stretch way out beyond your limits. This is the time when you can reach higher and higher, looking at life from a whole new perspective. And as you do, doors will fly open to offer you amazing opportunities to reflect the transformed you. So that's the eagle. Now, what about the dove? It symbolizes an infusion of grace. You know, the birds, the images of birds uh, flying upwards towards the above and there or descending to the below, to the below, as above, so below, were common in the alchemist's secretive language. Each bird was specifically chosen to symbolize, remember, a particular process in the creation of the philosopher's stone. Now, in so many cultures, the dove symbolizes um, love, peace, grace, promise, divinity, sacrifice, and ascension. And it has also symbolized a blessing or gift from the divine. So it's not surprising then that the dove was used to signify the entry of divine energy or spirit into the alchemical process of transformation. This bird symbolized the celestial purifying essence and was used to announce the movement from the black phase to the white phase of alchemy and often depicted by the astrological sign of Leo. Now, 
How does this relate to our lives? Well, there are many times in our lives when we could really benefit from a fabulous infusion of grace, you know, with the beautiful gifts of divine love and peace. To receive these wonderful and life-affirming gifts is a very simple process. All you need to do is set the intention to be open to all that Spirit has to offer you at this point in your journey. So just as the alchemists of old, let go of the struggle and allow yourself to be infused with the energy of the dove in this particular phase of your journey. Okay, so... That just gives you an idea of three of the the really prominent symbols within alchemy. But I'd love to remember I said to you early, I, I was going to also chat to you about the symbolism of dragons. Well, the dragon symbolizes facing the fear. In the world of alchemy, there's no better symbol than that of the dragon to represent the energies experienced during the process of spiritual transformation. Ancient um, alchemists believed in dragons or the energies that they represented. And um, they saw the dragon's energy as that of the original, uh, untamed, chaotic, infinite life force that exists in all of creation. This began during the black phase of the alchemical process as the alchemists faced their dragons. And during the white phase, the alchemists learned to accept the chaos that existed within the universe and within their personal lives. And then finally, in the red phase, the alchemists discovered that they could survive the dragon's breath by being free of ego and judgment and simply by living their truth. How does this relate to our lives? Well, for all of us, there comes a time when we have to face the dragons in our lives, isn't there? Mm. You know, those fears that lie deep within us. Now, it does take enormous courage on our part, but we have to know without a doubt that we won't move forward until we do find the courage to face our dragons. And um, this symbolism it suggests to you to stop judging the chaos that you experience as being either good or bad and just accept that within each of your dragons lies a lesson which will help to propel you forward. And once you turn and quietly face your dragons and sit within them, then the bigger picture of your life will become very clear and you will be amazed at how your life moves from a world of challenge to a world of success. (gasps) How good is that? Okay, we're coming to the next break and after the break, I'm going to share so much more of the signs and symbols of the Alchemist Secret Language. In particular, we're going to look at the astrological signs and what they actually mean in the world of alchemy. So hang tight, you'll learn more very, very shortly. Best-selling author, musician, and life coach, Geraldine Tegelove will return after this short break. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. 
Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Hey, my horoscope in the coffee news says I'm going to make a big change in my life. Wow, I love the ads in the coffee news and trying to find Cuppy to win prizes. Yeah, and the fun facts and trivia are killer too. Hey, maybe we should advertise our business in there. I hear it's very inexpensive and everybody I know reads it. Awesome idea! Let's call 903-283-0203 or go to coffeenewstyler.com and get her done. What's that number again? It's 903-283-0203. coffeenewstyler.com Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelove continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelove. Woohoo, we're back and you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelove Live. And if you have just joined us, we're chatting about alchemy, the second in a series of five shows. And I'm attempting to help you understand a little bit more about what it is and, and I guess how it can benefit your life. Now, if you'd like to listen to the complete show and heaps of other shows, then you can download it from free from iTunes. Just search Geraldine Tegelove Live under podcasts. Or you can come here to Toginet. T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com and listen or download from my show page or you can also find them on my website at www.geraldinetegelove T-E-G-G-E-L-O-V-E dot com Now, as I promised before we went to break so much more of the secret language of the alchemists and I guess, well, it probably doesn't come as a surprise that the astrological signs held great significance within their secret language. Each of these uh, symbolized particular phases of the transformative process. And remember, it was a seven-step process. And I guess it's no surprise, too, that number seven is the number of completion. So, seven-step process. Now, the first one that I'm going to um, share with you is calcination, removing the ego. Oh, my goodness. This is always a bit of a challenge in life, isn't it? The first step um, taken by alchemists to create the Philosopher's Stone was uh, to remove water or any other liquids from solids by heating them over an open flame or in an oven until they turn to ash. Um, This process, symbolized by the astrological sign of Aries, 
took out uh, many of the impurities that needed to be removed and was often referred to as the dragon that drinks water. The alchemists understood that in order for them to produce a success in their laboratory, they also had to undergo this process within their own personal lives. This did not mean that they had to jump into the fire. Whew, thank goodness for that. <laughs> but it did mean that the alchemists had to start removing all the impurities they held within, you know, the negative thoughts and emotions or their misguided beliefs and habits and judgments until they discovered their true self. Okay, next one was dissolution. Uh, in today's terms, finding hidden treasures. The second step in the process of transformation through alchemy was symbolized by the astrological sign of cancer. Um, and this uh, step was called dis dissolution. The alchemists took the ashes formed through calcination and dissolved them in water. In astrology, the water sign of cancer is associated with dissolution. This water was believed to hold magical powers. Um, as with other processes, the alchemist also underwent the same process in their personal life. By facing and embracing their watery shadow side, um, exploring the well realm of the unconscious, this was often symbolized by a great whale swimming freely in the ocean. What a beautiful symbol. The alchemists knew that by courageously entering the murky waters of their unconscious mind and, and dealing with the emotional dragons of their past, they could confidently swim and enjoy the fruits of this beautiful realm. Now, the next step was separation. And this, in modern-day terms, could be seen as uh, a new perspective, as well as, um, well, this was symbolized by the astrological sign of Scorpio. Uh, and as well as this, alchemists often used the crow to symbolize the process of separation. Uh, and this is the third step, of course, towards the ultimate transformation. So <clears throat> not only does the black coloring of the crow represent the first stages or the black phase, uh, but as I said earlier, it symbolizes the darkness of the night, giving birth to the light of a brand new day. During the process of separation, the alchemist filtered and skimmed or sifted solutions to further separate impurities from the genuine essences. In their personal life, the energy of the crow helped to lift their, uh, their consciousness into higher realms. And from here, the alchemists could see clearly what needed to be separated and discarded from their lives so they could discover their true essence. <clears throat> okay. Um, I guess this meant that at long last the alchemist was free of what um, he or she uh, had tied themselves to, you know, the, any negativity of the material world. Now, the next step was conjunction. And in our modern-day terms of alchemy, it could be described as a time of blossoming. The process of conjunction... Um, in the in this uh, you know in the world of alchemy 
was the bringing together of the elements, fire, air, water, um, and to form a cleansed and purified earth element, a brand new compound. Now, <clears throat> the alchemists often used the astrological sign of Taurus, the virile bull, to represent this process. This was the moment when the alchemists recombined the pure essences formed during the first three processes of alchemy. And it was seen as a mating of chemicals to create a new child or a, a new beginning. Uh, either the presence of material impurities or negative spiritual energy within the alchemist was seen as reasons for the failure to produce this new child or this beautiful new uh, creation. Okay, so then they moved. The next step was the step of fermentation. And uh, how could we describe this in uh, modern-day terms? Becoming a co-creator is probably the best way of putting it. Um, the symbolism for the process of fermentation is both beautiful and truly inspiring. Um, as, as well as the astro astrological sign of Capricorn, the alchemists often used a yellow bird flying down from above into a rainbow-colored solution in the below uh, to depict this part of the transformative process. Um, the ancient alchemists would often add manure to the solution to help the fermentation get underway. Oh my goodness, yes. They didn't have what we have today. This enabled what the alchemists described as dead material to come to life again, moving and bubbling as it fermented. And the rainbow-colored ocean symbolizes the colors that appear from out of the blackness of the initial fermentation. Remember, we talked about that before with the sign of the peacock. Yes. Now, the next step was distillation. And in our terms, it's all about cleansing our thoughts and feelings. The ancient alchemists connected this stage of the process with the astrological sign of Virgo. They also love to use the image of the pelican to symbolize the sixth step in the process of the alch alchemical transformation, uh, distillation. Sometimes the pelican pecks herself in the chest in order to feed her fledglings rather than have them starve. And so the alchemist saw this as nourishing his new spiritual self by, um, how could we say it, uh, sacrificing the old earthly nature of, of ego-based actions and perceptions. One of the most common devices used to achieve this outcome in the process was nicknamed the pelican, which enabled the alchemist to boil and condense solutions many times over to release the purest of essences. In their personal lives, um, they also chose to go through distillation until their eyes and hearts were open to embracing a higher state of consciousness. Now, the next step was the, uh, pro the in the process was coagulation. And this is all about uh, the phoenix rising. Coagulation is the final process in alchemical transformation. 
And this is symbolized by the astrological sign of Gemini and the mythological phoenix. As the story tells, this bird built its own pyre, sat upon it, set it alight, and burned it to ashes. But it was from amidst these ashes that a magnificent new bird rebirthed to fly as never before. Now, for the alchemist, all his or her labors had come to fruition at this point. Uh, the creation of that long-awaited philosopher's stone. Woohoo! You know, one tiny pinch of the red powder from this stone was sufficient to turn base metals into gold, the goal of every alchemist. They also believed that this was the elixir of life. On a spiritual level, the alchemists also recognized this process as uh, going through their very own personal uh, phoenix story of dying to the old and taking on a, a new second body an astral body of golden light. Oh my goodness, this was truly amazing. Now, did all alchemists reach this stage? No, they didn't. They, as I've, I think I said last week, the only alchemists who were able to uh, create this amazing philosopher's stone or uh, turn ordinary metal into gold were those who were prepared to go through uh, a rigorous form of uh, personal and spiritual transformation. And um, next week, when we talk about, you know, we, we go for a little look into the alchemist laboratory, you will love that. And you'll see uh, how important it was, this time of meditation and spiritual work upon themselves, to actually uh, create this amazing transformation in the laboratory within, you know, with metals or with plants or whatever they were using. Now, after the break, we're going to have a beautiful meditation, certainly a practice that all alchemists saw as essential to successful outcomes of anything they were working on. So I guess it might also be a fabulous habit for us to nurture as well. So hang tight because after the break we have got a beautiful meditation for you to sit back and enjoy and allow spirit to work through you. Best-selling author, musician and life coach Geraldine Tegelov will return after this short break. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Research has shown that our brains shrink with age, and this shrinkage is a possible cause for absent-mindedness and dementia. Exercise is one of the best things you can do for your brain. Regular exercise produces a number of changes in the brain, both in terms of function and structure. A study by the University of Pittsburgh found that people who walk a minimum of three hours per week maintain brain size. Being physically active has direct benefit to the brain as it makes physiological changes to neurons, resulting in improved cognitive performance. So by working out every day and keeping your body fit and in shape, you are doing countless of amazing things to your mind, body, and your brain. 
For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back as Geraldine Tegelov continues to guide us through the three R's, the processes of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding a happy and successful life. Here is host and life coach, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, you are listening to Geraldine on Geraldine Tegelov Live. As I always say, this is the part of the show where you get to slow down and take a deep breath and consciously connect to the universe in a way that will have your dreams flying towards you in magical ways. Yes. Now, may I strongly urge you not to skip this essential part of the process of change. Um, in this seg- segment, we're going to begin uh, medit- with a meditation song, which will help to open you up to the abundance channels in your life. And I'll allow everything to flow easily and effortlessly and that's what we're all looking for i have a little note for you first you know from today's note to self and you can always find this or these on my uh, facebook page called today's note to self so you can whiz by there anytime and today's note says there is an eagle within each of us that longs to experience soaring high on the winds of freedom a longing that seeps from our soul. And it's got the most gorgeous image of a, an eagle that I took last time, actually last weekend when we were out in the, in the bush collecting our firewood. So it whiz by today's note to self on Facebook and have a little peek. It's wonderful. And I guess then it is uh, the perfect song for today we have, which is called On Winds of Freedom, and it is about an eagle. So uh, let's get straight into our meditation. Remember, just take in a deep breath, relax, close your eyes, listen to the music, listen to the words of the song, and allow it to take you wherever you wish to go in this moment. So let's have a listen to On Winds of Freedom. A mountain ledge so high, he sees a storm approaching and waits till it's nearby. Then he stretches out those mighty wings and faces it. 
Then let the winds just carry him up over and beyond. Now I fly on the winds of freedom. Come join with me on the winds of change. With strength and trust and courage, we watch our dreams grow wings. We step out of the edge of life and fly on the wings of. Take a peek. A small voice said inside, "Am I game to take a fall, or will it dent my pride?" So what has changed within me to lose my faith and trust? Am I prepared to stand here while my dreams? Turn into dust. Now I fly on the winds of freedom. Come join with me on the winds of change. With strength and trust and courage, we walk. Our dreams fall wings. We step out of the edge of life and fly on the wings of freedom. The winds all whisper, "Come on." It seems until I feel the currents they catch me from the fall and carry me so high above where I can see it all. Now I.
Yes, I guess it does take quite a lot of courage to uh, spread our wings and fly. And it took a lot of courage for the alchemists to put them through the seven-step process of transformation. But, you know, if we're looking for golden happiness and golden success in our lives, then maybe we need to uh, follow what they did or follow that process and be prepared to go through it ourselves. And then we will be flying on the winds of freedom. Yes, what a way to go. Now, I did promise at the beginning today that I would share with you um, some symbolism of flowers. Well, I guess uh, there was really one flower that stood out in the world of alchemy, and that's the one that I will share with you today. Obviously, many of the alchemists worked with um, plant essences in creating uh, wonderful remedies and tinctures and things, Um, and they too were all about finding the purest of essence within that plant. But today we're going to talk about... The rose. And the rose really symbolizes in the modern day alchemy or in our words for today, universal love. You know, the rose has been in existence for at least 35 million years. Yes, 35 million years. And um, the symbol of the rose was one of the most inspiring of symbols to the alchemist of old. The single rose symbolized that deeply sacred, mystical place uh, found within the center of all people. And the heart, really, it was within this beautiful space, free from all attachments, that the alchemists abandoned any traces of um, ego and became one with his or her true self. Now, because of this, the rose also indicated uh, a code of secrecy and silence amongst the alchemists of old. If roses were found hanging uh, from the ceiling, they understood, the alchemists understood that whatever was discussed during that meeting was to remain a secret. Uh, just as it did in ancient times, the rose still symbolizes love Uh, gentleness, gratitude, and appreciation. So I think this is probably, you know, really good for us too to bring that uh, symbol of the rose into our lives. And, And it reminds us to visit that mystical loving space within our hearts and discover the all embracing universal love. It's always there for us. So when we step out of our physical limitations and allow universal love to uh, fill every tiny cell of our being, then we uh, will recognize our own pure essence, the unique and magnificent moi, so to speak. (laughs) Yes, love comes in many forms. Um, but the rose tells us that loving ourselves in, or reminds us to love ourselves enough to spend time in our hearts and to feed into its messages. We need to be a little bit gentle on ourselves 
and know that our petals unfurl at the perfect time and in the perfect ways. We don't have to rush the whole, you know, way of doing. So this week it would be a great idea for you to promise yourself that you will stop to smell a rose or two. <laughs> or maybe you could place a beautiful pink rose or have some gorgeous person give you one and and place it in your workspace to remind you that um, to love yourself enough to take a break from work or love yourself enough to do something that lifts your heart and lifts your soul. Rose is so, so important in your world and in your, um, I guess, spiritual transformation definitely is. Oh my goodness, but it is time now to finish this week's show. You can always visit me here at Toginet, remember, on my show page for recording of this week's show or to my web website or to iTunes and you can find the podcast there. So, you know, sometimes it's good, good to go back and listen to things a few times to really take on the meaning. But look, in the meantime... I would love to wish you all a million blessings of happiness, love and peace and an abundance of prosperity. And uh, I'd love for you to go and find that beautiful rose today, maybe a picture of one or maybe go and buy one for yourself. And I'd love for you to have the most beautiful week filled with, with all the love that you can give your very self. Okay, bye for now. Geraldine will be back next week with more life-changing ideas to share. In the meantime, you can visit her at www.geraldinetegelove.com to check out her fabulous new products and her workshops. Remember that all Geraldine's radio shows are available on iTunes free of charge. So, why